0: Well, Game Two of the hockey's first round is in the books. The entire series now in the books as the Warriors win two to one in double overtime and take the series two games to none. With us, Mark Denny is the head coach of the Warriors, and Mark, uh, and I know we talked about it last night. The fact that you guys you stuck to the things that you said that you needed to do, as well as needing to manage the game, manage the ebb and flow, the ups and downs, and so on. And uh, uh, you know, if that was the case that you needed to do that on Friday night, I thought it was probably even more so tonight in tonight's game, especially with the double overtime, the the, uh, the power plays and overtimes and so on, and, and uh, just overall, you guys did an awful lot of what you needed to do this weekend.
1: We did, you know, and um, I think our team actually uh, took a step, obviously, not just the wins. I thought we really embraced how we need to play. Um, I said in, the, in my press conference, I think sometimes when the net gets taken out from underneath you and, and you know there's a finality to your season, you tend to pay a little more attention to detail. I thought we were really good in a lot of those areas, so... Um, and um, we had some guys really step up and, and have some really big performances. I thought Jay Sanning had a great weekend. Yeah. I thought Mark Baier had a great weekend. Uh, Aaron Titcom. Yeah. Uh, how do you talk about it without talking about Raz, you know, who uh, had something like 99 saves this weekend. But uh, it was a te- complete team effort. Uh, I-, I could rattle off everybody on the team. Uh, you-, you don't win those two hard-fought games without, you know, all 20 guys pulling the same same direction. Right.
0: I thought one of the things that stood out to me tonight, too, was that – you. Yeah, obviously you have a case when one, when one team is playing more for their season and the other team is, you know, technically you guys didn't need to win tonight. They did. They had to win or their season was over. And you've said it before about how how hard it is to end a team's season. And yet, uh, you know, the effort that you guys came with the intention to detail was uh, at least as good as it was Friday night.
1: Yeah, listen, they made some adjustments. They made some adjustments last night. They started getting the defenseman a little bit more involved in the forecheck. And, um, you know, it worked. You know, I, I thought it had an effect on, on us. Uh, we were also tired last night. I thought we broke the puck out really, really. Well, early, um, but um, no, our guys were resilient. You know, we just kept getting stronger, and um, you know, it's one of those things where we work all year to play in one-goal games, and so that's sort of the mentality, and uh, it paid off.
0: And it was a game where you didn't score the first goal. I mean, it's almost been kind of, uh, you know, of late we felt like, well, you had to score the first goal to win, which uh, you didn't score the first goal tonight, and you still found a way to win.
1: Yeah, no, well, we haven't scored the goal much, the first goal much over the last couple uh, weeks, so uh, I, I don't, uh, it, it wasn't out of place. Um, but we got a good response. I thought we had some good shifts after that, and then obviously good enough to draw a penalty, and a power play came through when we needed to. Uh, those are the type of things you need if you want to go far in the tournament.
0: Yeah. I know before the game we were talking to you about that the long game that was last night. You know, kind of almost joking about it, UMass and Notre Dame. But there was a point in this game in the second overtime where it looked like you know that could happen. You could end up looking at multiple overtimes. Uh, did, did you reach the point in this game where you had to to do anything with regard to hydration and making sure that you you deal with uh, you know cramping and things like that that can happen in a long game?
1: Yeah, right after the first overtime, we were we were talking a lot about it, but you can't you can't control it. I mean, you don't know where, the, where your empty level was. And, um, you know, we had some guys, Lash was cramping up, um, had some guys cramping up, and they literally couldn't go out on the ice. Um, saw it when I was at UMass, and we were in the finals in, in 04. Um, You know, they don't let you put guys on IVs anymore. They used to let you give them an IV, unless it's a health risk, unless they think they're going to dehydrate and potentially get sick. So, um, you know, you've got to go with the old-fashioned way. We're trying to pour some electrolytes in them, and uh, but I think it's a testament to how great a shape these kids are in, and and that begins and ends with um, with Coach Kamal. Yeah, true. The
0: uh, so so the uh, the play in overtime there, the game-winning goal. Um, what did you see on that play from the from the bench, and what worked on that play?
1: To be honest, I didn't. Uh, we had another group up next, and I was just kind of coaching them through. I saw Matt have a little bit of light. Uh, a little bit of a break uh, after a, bumble, a bungled uh, a f- uh, breakout. Awesome. And uh, Jace did a nice job. Or I think Brian Christie got him the puck. And, and <laughs> listen, there aren't too many people going to catch Matt Tibbett when he gets cooking. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those things where, you know, unfortunately usually, a, a lot of times in those games it's not a pretty goal that's scored. It's, it's, we call them greasy goals. or you know. And so it was a matter of just get, get some pucks on that and see what happens. And, and lo and behold.
0: Well, he almost had a pretty goal to win it earlier in the game. I think it was in the first overtime on a, on a feed from, from Jace Henning. And those two seemed to combine pretty well this weekend. But uh, we had Matt Tibbet as the warrior of the game. Obviously, he had the game winning goal, but also just the way that he was going hard to the net. And I know we've talked about it before that he's been doing it. It's continued. I mean, it was something that they had to worry about, and, and it ended up paying off for you guys.
1: It did, you know, and it's something we have worked on. I thought we had some other guys go to the net pretty hard, and it's nice to get Gouldy back in the lineup because that's something he yeah. does a really good job with. And hey, I, I thought our senior line tonight uh, helped change the momentum a number yeah. of times in that game where things weren't going the way we needed it to. They got down, they grinded it out, and it looked like old time warrior hockey. Right, right.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, you had a lot of your best chances in the two overtimes. I think you might have had at least half as many shots in the game as, as you did in, in in overtime as you did in the whole game, but a lot of your good scoring chances as well. And it was because you guys were, I mean, was that part of the game plan was to try to, to, to maintain possession in the zone and try to wear them out a bit because it seemed like you were able to do that as the game went along.
1: Well, you know, they've got, like I said a number of times, their forwards are excellent, and, you know, they really want to go vertical on you and, and push the puck up the ice. Um, you know, you got to know when you can pressure them when you can. Can't um, and so when you can pressure, I think you just you want them to defend. You want to play the puck down 200 feet and you want to grind it out. If it comes up to the point, you want to spread the zone a little bit. And those are things that we've been doing over the last five years that we've at times have gotten away from. So I think some of the adjustments we made in our forecheck allow <laughs> us to do that. Um, and so it, it's something we need to make sure that we uh, reemphasize, just getting it down low, grinding it out, and you can you can wear guys out.
0: Uh, you mentioned Rasmus Tiren play before, and he you know, continues to play well and everything. On that, the, the play where he drew the penalty in overtime, uh, that in, ended up, you ended up scoring the game-winning goal. Um, I know that trainer Alan Devally went out to take a look at him. I mean, how, how is he doing? Any, any after effects of that or anything? Uh, he got. Yeah, I mean, he, he. You
1: know, I think he was sore. You know, um, but no, he, he seems to be fine. You know, I think he was probably more upset as well since you know with the incident that happened earlier this year you know it's like he's a gamer he wants to play you know and and the last thing he wants is to to be hurt and not be able to finish this game or or uh this run so um i think he was just kind of trying to shake it off and just make sure take an inventory and see how he felt you know do you think that he was more fired up for the series this weekend because of what happened a few months ago? Uh, I hope not. I don't think goaltenders should, you know, I think they've got to be as level-headed as anybody on the ice. My guess is no. I think he is a fiery competitor. Yeah. But, no, I think he was just focused on the puck. It's, it, as, I, as I love to say, and you've heard me say it before, uh, it's not the easiest job in the world. It's one of the hardest, but it is the most simple. Yeah. Stop the puck. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was great at it this weekend.
0: Also, want to just check in on John Gustafson. I know that he got hurt earlier in the game. How was he?
1: Um, you know, it, it's it, it, the X-rays were negative, um, but that doesn't mean that he's not sore and that he's not going to have a little bit of recovery time. Um, but that was good news uh, for everybody, and uh, you know, he came on the bus with a smile on his face. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, no, it, it, Obviously, going into the weekend, a lot of people didn't give you guys much of a chance. You guys, you know, that's what matters more is what you have in the locker room. But, um, you know, the way that you guys were able to, to pull together and, I guess, put the last few weeks behind you and, and regroup and, and say that it's a new season and get the things done that you had to do. Um, you know, I mean, what's. The, I mean. I, I have to imagine it's a pretty satisfied feeling with regard to that right now. And, and happy for these guys, you
1: know, and happy for, you know, our, our senior class. And, um, to be able to extend our season, that's, you know, I, I told him after the game, there's a great special uh, 30 for 30. It's one of my favorites. I was a, a huge Jim Valfano fan and, and uh, survive in advance. And, you know, that's all you're doing this time of year, just survive in advance. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm happy for the players. They're the ones that give the most effort.
0: All right. So you know you're going to play BU or Providence. Won't have a chance to, to talk to you before you find out. But can you give us any thoughts on on both those two teams? I mean, it seems like you know you're either talking about one of the top offensive players in the country, one of the top defensive players in the country. Very, very different kind of challenges. Both both really good teams, and yeah. they are
1: where they are because of, of how good they are.
0: You know, um, you know,
1: different challenges. You know, one team again uh, wants to attack, play vertical. The other team, uh, you know, is both have good goalies. One, one is, is you know, might be the best goalie in the country. So, different preparation, but it really comes down to, you know, five on five. It's about our game and 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 you know how we react to whatever they throw at us, and then there'll be some adjustments. It'll probably be on the special teams.
0: All right. Thanks, Mark. Congratulations on the win this weekend. Good luck next week.
1: Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it.